Last year, I took a sandwich that the priest of this church had been eating. Oh, well, I'm sure he would forgive you, if he knew. No, but I'm not finished yet. I took a sandwich that the priest was eating, took the piece of ham out of it, put it between my butt cheeks, and then put the sandwich back and watched him eat it. I see. Yeah, and then this other time, I went pee-pee in the holy water thing, and the priest blessed himself on the forehead with it every day for about a week. And then this one time, I was at the park, and the priest was out walking his dog, and I went number two on the sidewalk, and then told Officer Barbrady that it was a priest's dog, and so the priest got fined like $100 for not cleaning it up. And then this one time, I put super glue all over the priest's body. Go try it out. Try it out. Out. Putin! Putin! Oh, you heard that? I'm curious if it's going to pick up our voices. Where? On this recording right now. Stay woke. Stay woke. <laughs> <laughs> Stay woke. As though. All right, I'm recording, so let's see here. Thanks, Obama. Welcome, Good Time Culture Nation. This is May 31, 31st, 2023, and this show is being recorded live at the Mighty Mighty OX. And to all the new listeners who are tuning in for the first time, you are listening to the Good Time Culture Podcast. I am OG Mutt Dog, and on the other mic, you'll find... Hollywood, and together we are your ancient astronaut theories of record. Please listen to this. That everything, and I mean everything that we speak about on this show, is protected opinion. And before Hollywood speaks, I got to protest. Please, all these big companies and all these, please stop supporting all these woke agendas. They're boycotting everything, and there's nowhere for me to go. I can't. There's no beer for me to buy, restaurants to go, stores to go to. What am I going to do with all this money I'm saving? So please, please, guys, I, I, I got things to go buy at Walmart. Oh, I, I had things to go buy at Walmart. I can't go to Tractor Supply. I can't go nowhere. Where am I going to go? All right, Chick Fil A. Can't even get a chicken sandwich anymore. All right, guys. Well, all right, Hollywood. Yes, indeed. All glory to God. Hopefully we didn't uh, piss off any Catholics there with our Cartman intro. But I, I think we offended the Chick-fil-A guys probably more than the Cartman people and Catholic people. You know what I mean? This is Good Times Culture Podcast, like my dog said over there. It's a weekly show where we dive into the nonsense and reality that is kind of making up our world these days. We also, you know jump right into the trench of uh Woo. trenches of the culture war and you know taking no prisoners a lot of people don't want to jump in here with us but i would say you guys need to get in here and you know start firing those meme cannons off because we're gonna need some help out here but uh today we got a really good show i'm a little worried that the audio is not coming in right because everything sounds funny but i guess that's behind the scenes stuff there i got a little bit of Biden's border. I got big pharma, um, interesting big pharma news. And then, of course, we got our, our woke uh, smorgasbord that's going on right now. Uh, 
Man, we we almost need a. There, there used to be an app where you could, uh, kind of you would shoot the barcode of the product and it would kind of tell you, you know, the origins, yeah, you know, yeah, all that yeah, kind of yep, BS. Yep, but yep, yep, yep. at this point we're going to need one of those for um, the ESG people <laughs> out there. But at the same time, there's uh, memes out there where it's showing literally every single corporate entity in existence has done the rainbow thing. So I'm not sure if, um, I'm not sure if we can even stop this, but we can definitely talk about it and uh, mock it relentlessly. So that's always fun. And I do want to give a shout out first and foremost to the uh, all the fallen veterans out there that didn't make it back. You know, shout out to all those guys. This is probably the only serious point of the whole show here. So, uh, but uh, we send out our love to the families and stuff and, uh, Appreciate everything yes, you guys have done yes. to us. Oh man, done for us. All the ones who've lost them, you know. And then um, back on the nonsense bandwagon here, uh, we also want to give a shout out to um, uh, next month is Pride Month, so we want to um, <laughs> give our support to all the gerbils out there and make sure that they they're well protected in the Hollywood month of June. Supporting them, dude. Love supporting them. And we always start the show with a little appetizer of um, some kind of new music. But unfortunately, I got pulled back into Samson here. And I think we've played, I know we've played this song before, but it's called What About Us, Samson, on YouTube. And I'm starting it like two minutes in. And then we'll, um, we'll roll into our current events and stuff. Yeah. Way more safe in a place where the people are legally armed If something happens like a mass shooting I have a way less chance of being lethally harmed A criminal is gonna think twice if he knows Everybody has a piece underneath their clothes And Mayor Lightfoot will probably tell you different But <laughs> have you seen Chicago? And no, before you ask I don't wanna be like Canada either And I don't wanna be like all By the way, there was 50 shootings over I think there was 58 shootings in Chicago this weekend <laughs> 58 On Memorial Day and and it's interesting, right? I mean, it it's a it's a reputation like the South Side of Chicago's had that reputation for generations, bro. You can hear old generational songs. We'll talk. Well, you can listen to Jim Crokey talk about South Side of Chicago. You know, talk about Jim, Big Jim Brown talks about that. The whole song set in the South Side of Chicago. Hmm. No thanks. Australia, I'm sick of everybody using them as a humanity meter. There's a reason that they can do whatever they want to their citizens, like fucking throw them in camps. And there's a reason that our government doesn't even try that shit, because they know that they can't. If you don't think for one split second that if we didn't have our second amendment, the government wouldn't overstep its boundaries and make us do shit even when we're against it, you're out of your mind. I don't give a damn where you stand or how or what you vote. That's dandy and fine if you trust Uncle Sam, but I, for one, fucking don't. And why would I? What have they done? Give me a reason for me to believe them. They 
want to trade me a little security in exchange for a big ass piece of my freedom. They don't want to take away guns because they care about <laughs> right? you and they want to keep you safe at night. They want to take away guns because it's easy to control people if they don't have any way to fight. Hey, buddy, what's your little AR-15 going to do when the government comes to take it? Well, Ukraine started handing out rifles to all of the citizens when the Russians invaded. So what about that? I thought it wouldn't help. I guarantee that it'd be better than nothing. I hope it never does. But if the day comes, I bet that you're going to wish that you had something. This is the only country on earth where the people have real strength. And nowadays, with all the shit going on, it's the only thing that makes me feel safe. If there's anything that I've learned in the past couple years looking back at the pandemic, all of the shit that we have is fragile, and it could snap at any second. Fuck all of the politicians. I don't trust anything they say. Take the word gun out of gun control, and that's all that it is at the end of the day. I don't give a fuck how crazy you think that I look or I sound when I say this shit, but our Second Amendment's the only thing that stands between us and a dictatorship. <laughs> Man, I should have gave a little warning, a little family unfriendly warning oh, there. No, no, there's a lot to do right there. <laughs> Samson doesn't mess around with the cuss words. Uh, <clears throat> this... You know, this kind of spawns a lot of thoughts for me. You know, that's kind of why I, I like to play these types of songs, you know, that are, uh, they're kind of culture, culture jamming songs. So that's usually where we're going with when we uh, play these. But at the end of the song here, he talks about the Uvalde shooting. Cause that's, I think when this came out and there's a couple things that are pretty interesting. I, I know we've played this before, but I'm going to play it again. But uh, notice the Ukrainian, the amount of Ukrainian money that we've sent at this point. Um, this is probably well, a did, year you ago, right? Heard we're about to send more money now that the debt ceiling has been raised. And no, is that money going to help our country? No, there's no money for, yep. for our children and family. But Nope. And as for the kids... I'm not a security expert, so I won't act like one. But I think that if we can send over $50 billion to Ukraine, we could surely spend that much or more or less here in our own country to fortify our schools and make them more secure so that every kid can get an education safe and sound. Place several trained armed guards in every school across America. You know, real men who won't stand by for 45 minutes in the hallway while a shooting unfolds in front of their own eyes. And pay them well, too. There's veterans that need the work. Why not protect our kids the same way that we protect you? Politicians are protected by guns. Celebrities are protected by guns. Every important person that walks this earth is protected by a gun. But our kids? No. They're important, just not as much as you. And and every argument is what? We're doing this for the children. Oh, like the old good, that great clip from No Agenda. Don't forget about the children. Yep, they always use that for the the emotional plea. But, you know, I think just the the idea that we're going to you know, I've heard stories about we're paying pensions for Ukrainians. You know, Bro, that's part of they that have money. Photos of Kiev having their grocery stores. They're under attack, supposedly. Is what we're, we're told. Mm-hmm. We're told that the Russians are going for it, and they they show videos on on the internet 
of grocery stores being just like normal grocery mm-hmm. stores like here. They're going to the cafe. They're going mm-hmm. now. Supposedly, Zelensky has uh, recruitment videos. You know, when we've known that they've been openly drafting every man that's capable of, of war, they've been. That was the big uh, uh, hoopla that was these people who were trying to run away into Poland and they were telling them, nope, every man that was able to go fight mm-hmm. were told they were sent back mm-hmm. to the battlefield. So that's what I understand. But it, it, they want to show as there's nothing wrong with us. Look at everything. But that's when, if, if you see all the old war movies, that's when they're about to fall. When they're trying to show you, look, everything's just fine. You know, that's what they, the, the Nazis did. Or, excuse me, but that's really the only war we've seen where, except for us, where we're the ones who've been the one running away and the other guys just come in and take over, right? Yeah, I mean, that. There, yeah, the amount of propaganda and fake news that's going on with that war is pretty much out of control that i don't know if you've seen any of those videos of douglas his name's douglas mcgregor he's like some retired army guy or whatever but he's, he's basically constantly every day giving multiple interviews on kind of what's going on and uh they were just talking about it he's he's on judge napolitano's uh show a lot and they were just talking about it a couple of days ago that uh the russians were hitting targets way west of Kiev even. So they're like, you know, uh, you know, I think it was 300, 400 miles away from Kiev. They were hitting targets west. So that's actually even towards the border of Germany and all that stuff over there. Yeah. And uh, he's basically saying that they're, you know, anytime they get a power structure or a saddle, you know, some sort of relay set back up within a day, they, uh, knock it out the russians and it's you know it looked you know i don't know man i i it's tough dude you you gotta draw you gotta draw a no you gotta draw a peace zone somewhere where there there's an agreement where there's no uh i don't know what you call it non-militarized zone it doesn't have a the same type of feel of it's the only way of the vaccines of telling us kind of like they they look this is working this is really working and and trying to convince us not with status not with anything just yeah. with photos and images and this Zelensky guy it's interesting to me that being the prime minister of his country while at war is traveling the world while his people are at war <laughs> most men, most of those guys usually would send like an ambassador Mm-hmm. Someone that that would represent their country because they're at war, because he's the head of the whole country, and so what what is he doing visiting other places? Why why is he not sending it? Because supposedly there, he doesn't have a staff. Yeah, remember he so he's the uh, the comedian movie star actor also <laughs> yeah. failed actor. Everybody kind of forgets that, but. Uh, Someone brought it up to on a forum I was reading. It's kind of funny that they were like, isn't it interesting how we haven't had any new variants come out for COVID oh, ever yeah. since Russia has taken over those biolabs? And now that that's being said, 
it's <laughs> going to come out all of a sudden and watch. All of a sudden, we're going to have this new variant come out just so that they can, oh, see, it came out. But th- that's starting to unravel. But I've got, do you want to go through something deep? Uh, have, have you heard of, um, we haven't even checked my volume on my, but have you heard of Dr. David Martin? And he was in front of uh, the European Council. Let's get out of here first. All right. Yes! That's awesome! Okay. This time when he goes, you got 20 minutes, and um, he, I think Dr. David Martin, he's in front of the European Council, the EU, okay. on the, the 9th of May, 2023. So here we go the time by the green and efa and a number of the other parties of the european unions this is long so you tell me when you're done with it okay but it gets better as it goes uh various representations we were having a conversation on whether europe should adopt the united states policy of allowing for the patents on biologically derived materials and at the time i urged this body and I urged people around the world that the weaponization of nature against humanity had dire consequences. Tragically, I sit here today um, with that unfortunate line that I don't like to say, which I told you so. But the fact of the matter is we're here not for a reprisal on past decisions. We're here to actually once again come to the face of the human condition and ask the question, who do we want to be? What do we want humanity to look like? And rather than seeing this as an exercise in futility, which is very easy from time to time when you're in the position I'm in, I actually see this not as an exercise in futility. I see this as one of the greatest opportunities that faces us because we now have a public conversation which is now front and center in people's minds. When this was an esoteric conversation about biological patents, nobody cared. But when that conversation came home, then it became something people can care about. So I'm actually quite grateful for this opportunity. I thank the members of parliament for hosting this. I thank all of the translators who I apologize in advance. I will use terminology that is probably very difficult to translate. So my apologies. Get on with it, I'd also like to acknowledge the fact that many of you are aware of my involvement with this, in large part due to the amazing work of my wonderful wife, Kim Martin, who encouraged me at the very early days of this pandemic to get on front of the camera and talk about all the information that I had been sharing among very small groups around the world. And it was, in fact, her encouragement that put me in a place where many of you have heard what I have to say. Ironically, the world that I came from that used to be very popular, my CNBC and Bloomberg presentations, which were televised on mainstream media around the world, was an audience that I lost. I I can confidently say COVID diminished my fame. But I can also confidently say that I'd rather stand among the people with whom I'm standing today than any of the folks that were part of that previous world. So this is a much better place to be. My role today is to set the stage for this conversation in a historical context. 
because this did not come in the last three years. This did not come in the last five or six years. This actually is an ongoing question that probably began here in Europe in the early stages of the mid-1900s, but certainly by 1913, 1914, this conversation started right here in Central Europe. The pandemic that we alleged to have happen in the last few years also did not happen overnight. In fact, the very specific pandemic using coronavirus began in a very different time. We'll try to advance the slides here with one of these things. Oh, there we go. Sorry, guys, just give a more. Most of you don't know that coronavirus as a model right here of a pathogen a was start. isolated in 1965. Coronavirus was identified in 1965 as one of the first infectious replicatable viral models that could be used to modify a series of other experiences of the human condition. It was isolated once upon a time associated with the common cold. But what's particularly interesting about its isolation in 1965 was that it was immediately identified as a pathogen that could be used and modified for a whole host of reasons. And you heard me correctly. That was 1965. And by the way, these slides are public domain. You're welcome to look at every single reference. Every comment that I made is based on published material. So do make sure that you look at those references. But in 1966... The very first COV coronavirus model was used as a transatlantic biological experiment in human manipulation. And you heard the date, 1966. A year I hope you're getting the it. point of what I'm saying. This is not an overnight thing. This is actually something that's been long in the making. A year before I was born... We had the first transatlantic coronavirus data sharing experiment between the United States and the United Kingdom. And in 1967, the year I was born, we did the first human trials on inoculating people with modified coronavirus. Isn't that amazing? 56 years ago, the overnight success of a pathogen that's been 56 years in engineering. And I want that to chill with all of you. Where were we when we actually allowed, in violation of biological and chemical weapons treaties, where were we as a human civilization when we thought it was an acceptable thing to do to take a pathogen for the United States and infect the world with it? Where was that conversation? And what should have been that conversation in 1967? That conversation wasn't had. So he goes on and goes on with the evolution of this pathogen that it continued to be brought out. And you can see it. He goes through historical points. Like, again, you can look up the Hong Kong flu, which came out about 1967, and exactly when this gentleman saying they tried, let's try it out on human beings. The rest of it happened all the way till about 2002 when they were trying all that out on animals, and they have, I think, the University of Syracuse, if I'm correct, is one of the ones that was given the first patent. And there's many traces showing that it was a chemical, you know, there's more to speak about this. It's just a long old video, and I encourage you to go see him. He has got a great um, uh, 
Twitter page, Dr. David Martin. He was in front of the UK uh, Health Administration and or not the UK, U, the European nation, whatever you call it, the EU. Nice. Time and uh, I don't think. Oops. Yeah. So the the Pfizer stuff is getting kind of out of control now. Um, we well, have we have Project Veritas given the. Um, Getting that undercover guy. If we would, if we if we would have continued to, to listen to it, we would have found out that you know when Pfizer got the first um, patent for to deal with uh, the COVID vaccine, nineteen ninety. And hmm. nineteen ninety, they were continuing to do. It. If we would have continued to listen to it, you would have we would have continued listening to the historical uh, ev- evolution of this vaccine or this virus virus being attacked and being developed again because they knew that they could use it for a, a, a it could be trans, transferred, you know, from people to people. It was Yeah, listed, it's a weapon. They wanted to use it as a weapon. It was listed as a bioweapon. Oh, yeah. And anyway, so again, the name is Dr. David Martin. I highly recommend. Great. I, I wish we had more time to play it. So this gets on to this kind of running theme that we've been uh, – discussing for she's probably over a year now where shoot two years now on the show you basically have as soon as you touch that third rail of big pharma uh you somehow get them cornered somehow have uh contradictory information that you will be removed pretty much immediately and i have a bunch of examples uh like i said o'keefe uh had the uh, executive to Pfizer admitting that they're gain of functioning, just like you said. Uh, and James O'Keefe within a week gets ousted from his own company by the board. And, you know, we talked about that. We were like, yeah, you know, it could be Pfizer. It's definitely Pfizer in my mind. Cause now we got Tucker. Tucker had the, um, I actually have it right here. Tucker had the one of the his last broadcasts was about Big Pharma, and he's gone. Well, and that's that, what Doctor. Go ahead again. Again, this Doctor Martin I just played was speaking a lot about this. How it, again? It, again, it was a, a twenty-one minute video, but he also talked about universities and research labs and how the findings of the research labs. He named the research labs on both sides: the one who are funded by the Big Pharma and these big companies. And these universities who do research without any financing incentive, they're actually doing research, and how they both come with such different conclusions. And he was, anyways. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, it's that's all important context. I just, I think at this point we have to acknowledge that, and we've talked about that Borloff guy from Pfizer, the CEO of Pfizer admitting that he had weekly meetings with the CIA in regards to propaganda, uh, in regards to disinformation and misinformation when it came to the COVID vaccines. How, how is it that we so, went after Florida went after Disney for having anonymity in Florida. And yet we won't go after these pharmaceutical companies because do you believe that they would conduct themselves in this way if they could be sued? If they could be gone after right now, we know that they can come up with any any type of yeah. uh, vaccine, and they're actually protected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's that's 
I'm sure that's part of it. I know that part of it is because the, the, our government is heavily invested in pharmaceuticals and we know that every media company out there, every single one of them, that's their number one advertiser. Do you you think the the, the money that the big pharma is, is, um, making for, for lack of a better word that they're, if they're buying senators and congressmen, do you really believe, or can we also believe that they are buying presidencies? They're buying other things because if they got unlimited amount of money, bro, mm-hmm. and propaganda, yeah. I mean, they can give a president a billion dollars and it wouldn't be anything to them. They'll make that in a minute. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean Biden, you know, continues to give Pfizer money for the stupid vaccine that's worthless. So, I mean, so did Trump, but, by but the way. That, Trump did too. There's also been reports that the research was paid by the U.S. government, meaning the people, mm-hmm. and yet these pharmaceutical companies were the ones. And, and then, and then at the same time, when you had countries like India that said, "Okay, we're cool. We'll take the medicine, but we'll mix it in our labs. Mm-hmm. Just give us the formula." And they're like, "No, no, no. We want to give it to you." So I'm, a, I'm, I'm now have to start thinking that even when they do print out or they show us the ingredients that's in this vaccine, I don't think they're listing everything in it because otherwise why wouldn't they want to give it to India they don't, and let one of their companies make the, they don't give a ingredient list. It's that's propri- what I'm saying. Yeah. It's proprietary. They tell you like the certain uh, compounds and then they have like their proprietary formula, you know, where they're not going to tell you what else is in there. Uh, so this week also, to add to the list of uh, Project Verit- uh, James O'Keefe, Tucker, I sh- we should have a list going on people that got taken out by uh, Big Pharma because now this is another guy. Dude, and so can we put Alex Jones on it then? Then he officially got kicked out by Big Pharma because he was one of the first guys talking about this before anybody was talking about it, dude. Mm. And turning the frogs gay. Yeah, well, that's not big pharma. That's uh, ag, big ag, right there. Well, that's agriculture research too, man. Come on, buddy. I'm just uh, saying, man. Have you ever listened to Alex Jones' show? I like that show. Don't even come on, dude. You just hear clips. You never heard the whole show. Have you heard the whole show? Well, actually, come on. I, I did, but every re- they went after every one of his reporters, dude. Remember yeah. when he had a flock of real pretty-looking reporters, but they were actually really good? I do remember that, yeah. Remember? What's her Ed name? Miller. Uh, uh-huh. um, she's still doing her thing, but... Millie. They, Millie, Mill- yeah. And no other... But they were, they were like like the, the, the girl from the White House the, when Donald Trump was there, the, 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 the White House. Yeah. yeah, but Alex Jones, all the reporters were like that. We're, but we're good. We're good reporters. That we're able to like uh, do the same thing, kind of what Keith is doing, where he sends a real pretty girl, and then they will talk to them. Mm-hmm. Remember, for a while, the, he before they found out that they were from, um, um, what was Alex Jones' um, show uh, program called? Infowars. Infowars. Remember when they found out they would be from Infowars? Do like, I don't up? think you can put Alex's name in your mouth, buddy. If you don't even know what the name of the show is, come on. But anyway. Dude, well, it's serious. kind of difficult to watch their show since they got, you know, just like Good Time Culture Podcast, they went after us too, eh? We were big, eh? We're big. Okay. Can we Sorry. stay away from the... You don't want to talk... So I can't talk about no. uh, 
certain word. It's the, and now you can't talk about Alex. Now you can tell me I can't talk about Alex Stein either. Sometimes I'll start a sentence and I don't even know where it's going. I just hope I find it along the way. Uh, go. What's, what's your next clip? Okay, are you ready for me? Hurry up. Or are you going to interrupt me again you as know I'm talking? I will. Why are you even asking? I'm trying to set this up. Go. Jeez, I've been trying to set it up, up for 10 dude. minutes. Well, you keep cutting me off talking about uh, Alex Jones you. and you don't even know anything. But uh, Ken Paxton out of uh, Texas got, uh, I don't know what happened here, but he got impeached out of basically nowhere. But we're now starting to find out actually what happened here. I thought he was he was grabbing girls from the vaginas too. Mm-hmm. Pinching them in the yeah. pussy. Texas AG Ken Paxton's COVID-19 vaccine investigation could stick it to big pharma execs. So he was going after the executives, not the company, by the way. And then, so that was April 30th, that article came out. May 27th, Texas Republican AG Ken Paxton impeached over corruption claims. Boom. He gone. He got voted out by his own Republican delegates, dude. But then that comes that that answers the question about our political body being bought and paid by. I I uh huh. I don't see why they they wouldn't be. Let's listen to him, and not you. <sighs> Tell really one quick story that will sum up the issues that we are struggling with as it relates to election fraud in my state, and I believe across the country. So in Texas, we have very specific laws about how you can do mail-in ballots. And I can talk about voting machines, all kinds of different ways that election fraud occurs. But the one that I know happens very significantly, at least in my state, and I think across the country, is mail-in ballots. And our legislature passed, when I was in the Texas House, we passed a photo ID. So that's not necessarily, uh, I screwed up on that one, it's not necessarily COVID-related. But I guess that would be the other thing that would get you kicked off of anything immediately is saying the F word. We've, we've learned about the, uh, the fraud word. You don't want to use that word. I will, I will call mud dog a fraud for his, uh, Alex Jones knowledge, but that's about the only person I'll call a fraud. Hollywood doesn't believe in the first amendment guys. He's all before the show. He's telling me what no. I can say, what can I cannot say, what words I can say not. And what mentions I I'm, you should see the list, dude. It's like half of the entrance is a, on the chalkboard is about the intro and the three quarter, not even a quarter, but three quarters yeah. is all about the words I can't say. It's actually really scary, though. It's true. Uh, it's that's a little over over exaggeration, but honestly, it's very true that out of we've been doing this two years now, and I'm already starting to think maybe we need to have like a a first you know first half of show. Where we stick to silly, you know, uh, silly topics and kind of uh, we can hit on culture, but hit it light. And then in the second half of the show that we actually make people have to uh, have show us some validation that they're legit and not just um, uh, NSA or FBI bots taking every word that we speak and then using it against us later for some stupid reason. But uh, that's the only way I can think of surviving you know they they just just tried a guy and i should have had the article up in britain for he was he was a podcaster and he i think he was more on the uh the uh anti-immigration you know immigrant and all that kind of stuff uh but they they 
threw him in prison. Now I think he's going to be in there two years, two and a half years I, I for heard podcasts. The reason they took him off is because he sucked. Not like the Good Time Culture podcast being the number one podcast out of the mighty, mighty OX, y'all. Yeah. Trying to get that voice low, but that doesn't work. No, that actually works. Oh, all right. Yeah, yeah. So this is Tucker Carlson's, I think this is his second to last broadcast on Fox News. It's pretty good, though. Kamala Harris, who just months before had called drug companies dope dealers, suddenly <laughs> sounded like the chief marketing officer at Pfizer. At one point, Harris announced that volunteers would go, quote, door to door to promote that? Pfizer's products. I remember that. Never in our history have federal officials touted a publicly held company more aggressively than the Biden administration touted Pfizer. And as a result, Pfizer's stock price exploded. Its executives made billions. Gone was any suggestion that the drug companies might be capable of doing anything wrong ever. Instead, the media and the Biden administration lauded pharma executives as moral heroes. And some of their products are life-saving. That is true. But the bigger truth we are now learning is more complicated than that. In just the past few weeks, serious, very serious questions have emerged about some of the most widely prescribed drugs in America, very much including the COVID vaccines. Check this out. But we want to begin tonight with what in any normal period would be front page news around the world. It turns out the entire premise behind the most commonly prescribed antidepressant drugs appears to be completely wrong. These drugs are known as SSRIs. They're ubiquitous. Between 1991 and 2018, total SSRI prescriptions in the U.S. rose by more than 3,000 percent. The number of prescriptions for the most common SSRIs hit 224 million last year. 224 million prescriptions in a country of 330 million people. Uh In other words, you you need to stop right there and digest that. Well, it isn't what, what I'm. They don't let us go, huh? Because, again, I, I've been in our trade now for quite a while. And at the beginning of my trade, in the in the late 90s, like 96 through about the early 2000s, it was opioids, opioids, painkillers, Vicodin, mm-hmm. um, all that stuff. Every, that stuff was like, and it took them 10 years or so to get it away from us. And, and they would, every doctor, dentist, you'd go, they just, here you go. Here's some Vicodin. Here you go. There you go. And to the point where, anyways, mm-hmm. now you have this the this medication to in another ten years. So basically, for twenty thirty years, it's all the medication dumping on us. And then when pharmaceutical the pharmaceutical companies get caught, nothing happens to them. And then they come up with another product, and they tell us you need this. Oh, you need this, and they feed us down to us again. We need to also remember that Johnson and Johnson was fined, I don't know, how many billions of dollars because of the opioids under, I think, the Trump administration he came through? I don't know. I think so. And when the Obama administration came in, boom, they reversed the decision and said, nope, Johnson Johnson doesn't own any money at all. Wow, winning. So So this medication, what exactly is it? What, what is it actually for? Is it the same stuff as the opioids? Is it painkillers too? No, no. These are <clears throat> SSRIs are antidepressant type drugs. So if you're feeling 
uh, crappy, you don't like your life, or whatever. What's the difference between that? You don't and have God in your life. What's what do you that? think is the difference between that and painkillers? Well, pain ki- wasn't painkillers kind of the same side effects? Painkillers are highly addictive, uh, and they kind of have a um, what's that called? Where you have to take more. You always have to take more than you did mm. before. Where the SSRIs, <clears throat> they don't really operate the same way, and they they uh, they inhibit. It's really scary what they do, by the way. They inhibit the little receptor that gets the good feels, like your, you know, like when you get that euphoric kind of good feeling. Yeah, I'm no doctor, but this is the way I you get. You have these little receptors that'll take those molecules and make you feel good. So what these, uh, what this drug does is it actually goes right to those receptors, clogs them with its synthetic feel good. So now your body the the stuff it's creating itself it's not getting used anymore it literally has nowhere to to stick in these receptors so when you start feeling crappy again because the, those are synthetic medications your body will start creating even more of that stuff to try to help you and that's where you get these uh these ups and downs and so th- you, th- th- on the label it says thoughts of suicide are normal so this is ours are something different, right, than painkillers. Mm-hmm. And they've been developed for a long time, and I believe that this is the medication that was supposed to replace, at least in our state, um, psycho wards. Instead of housing them in psycho wards, these yeah. medications, because, again, Free I, I, range have to, I have psycho to speak wards. up for an ex, <laughs> uh, a late brother-in-law of mine that died that was schizophrenic from, mm-hmm. from the late 80s, 90s, and the amount of medication that... But mm-hmm. supposedly, oh, he thinks this way. Well, this medication will stop him from thinking this mm-hmm. way. Oh, he doesn't. He thinks this way. Well, this medication will stop him from thinking that way. And it sounds like that's what these things are. Is the same type of medication that goes. Look, we're gonna. This medication is gonna gonna help you think right. Instead, you know what I mean. So out of the, I don't know what it is. The stat now, it's probably even higher now. But at one point, it was seventeen out of the last twenty. Mass shooters were on SSRIs. Well, isn't SSRIs used to be the 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 old um, uh, transgenderism? Meaning, was something to talk about? Oh, your kid does what? Oh, he's a transgender. Well, my kid takes this medication and this medication because we ha- they do this. You know, they would go to the office and make sure well, about the kids. Yeah, it that's, used to be also a bragging right then. There, you're talking about like any uh, of these medications used to be ADHD like ADHD oh, stuff. Yeah. Oh, well, my daughter, she's on, on this because, oh, man. And it seems to be like a, also a status, too, that my kids are on medication. No, I mean, you you brought it up once through a, your own experience that the schools will do that. Yeah. The schools will push that. Yep. So, yeah, I mean. My it, daughter, it, when they were young, yeah, yeah. A, know, a normal little girl. Uh, you know, I can't, I can't help but at least throw this in there. You know, I'm big on, you know, find your purpose. You got to have a purpose in this life. And maybe, you know, unfortunately, maybe you're not, you know, God is not your purpose. But what happens, and you see it all over the place. I mean, that's what I think what we're dealing with right now is most people don't have purpose or they have a a synthetic, a fake purpose, you know, whatever, plug in whatever activism you want right there. And that when you don't have 
uh, constructive purpose, like a, a lifelong but, but, type purpose, you're going to fall into depression. But if you don't it have just, a God, it feels, then, then who are you doing it for then? It feels empty. Yeah, your life feels empty if you don't if, have something. If you don't have God, then who are you behaving yourself for? That's why all these people who are who yeah. are conducting themselves in this way, the I ones who are you seeing these crazy videos of beating each other up, they don't I, believe that there's anything I, anything after this. So they don't. They, there's nothing they're losing out I, of it. I didn't have faith for most of my life, but I lived with a moral and principle and a um, you know do as do to others as you want to be done to you. I had that already in me before I had any. But faith. You had, so but you, but not you, everybody's, you know, but if you're on an SSRI, you're numb. But you I don't felt, have I, I, happy, I felt, I felt that sad you feelings. Were, you you're were, leveled out. You were really, if I may say, if I throw a little more to it, that before you were, if I may, before you found God, I thought you were really on a path of a self-destruction. Hmm. You were, you know, you were... You were always finding another pleasure. If this wasn't mm-hmm. pleasure enough, I found another pleasure. If that wasn't, I mean, because believe me, when I met Hollywood, this guy can, this, it, it, yeah. yeah, he can party. Believe me, if he wants to tear it up, he can party. Yeah, I mean, it, and so you I know, think when that, you found God, that your whole, I don't know, like you. That's a distinction that I've just recently noticed is that you can, you can be good to other people your whole life, but be terrible to yourself. Well, look at Robin Williams making everyone laugh, mm-hmm. but yet he couldn't make himself whatever it was. He couldn't, he couldn't be fulfilled. And then when, if you're living for, for God, meaning that's who you're trying to please. And people say, well, why should I? Well, there's gotta be someone, you know, I don't know. And then, Anyways, dozens of people who are taking SSRIs. You may be taking them right now. And yet for decades, there have been strong indications that there is a problem with these drugs. And the most obvious is this. Antidepressants are supposed to cure depression. That's why they're prescribed. And yet over the same period that SSRI prescriptions have risen 3,000%, the suicide rate, maybe the most reliable indicator of all of depression has not fallen in the United States. In fact, the suicide rate has jumped by 35%. That's a huge increase. That's a lot of dead people. Now, drug makers admit that their products may be part of the reason for the increase in suicide. That right makers there. The Prozac, for example, concede that young people who take that drug have an increased risk of suicide compared to those who took a placebo. Think about that for a second. This is this was why he got kicked oh, off. Oh, man. I really think it was that, uh, the that, the lawsuit was a one two kind of punch, but I think this type of talk is w- way more um, concerning to the you know the owners and the executives. Well, I, I'm trying to find the, uh, the copy, but it just came out maybe a week ago. But they've been hushing it down. That the research has finally proven. They've been talking smack to us about whether. Um, these vaccines had been causing autism. There was just a report just recently that came out to say that it was a con- a considering factor to causing autism, which makes sense. Yeah, I, uh, we, autism's rates have skyrocketed we, too. 
I had a buddy. I don't know if you remember. There was a buddy that I knew that he was non-political, non-anything until he had a daughter. And he noticed that after the difference between her his newborn daughter. Let's keep moving, buddy. And the four months later when they gave her the vaccines. Oh. How she right away. They they mm-hmm. put down that she had attention deficit disorder or, or whatever it was, and he became outraged. To yeah, mm-hmm. you want that guy became a yeah. super anti vaxxer So like, you got any feedback on any of this before I move on? No, I I just wanted to give that as a testimony. But anyways, it, it, it no like feedback to what I was what I've been trying to push here for the last thirty minutes. No, 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 not right now. <laughs> okay. No, I think I, I agree with what you're saying. That's what I was looking for. Something and, and, like and that. I, and, and a conversation. This, this this has to be something that has to be talked about. How powerful this? How powerful? Just because of the money or the influence, and not only that, but imagine the the people who are investing in it and expecting the return and are getting these returns. Who are those people? Mm-hmm. Who are those people who are going, dude? You understand, put money right now because it's this stock's going to mm-hmm. grow. Well, you know, I just thought of something. So we can't, as a, citizens, we can't sue Pfizer. We have to go through the government, and then the government sues Pfizer, and then we get a settlement from the government. Well, the government's in bed with Pfizer, so why would they? you know, represent yeah. us fairly at all? Or why would they even let us r- release information that, that we could use later as evidence? No, so that's and, why and, they're and shutting has, and, everything down. And it has been proven because it, it, it no just, one ever, I mean. You just say I agree. No, I agree with you, my friend, because. T- Let's move Tucker, on. Yeah. Let's move yeah, on. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I don't think, and I, and I think that whole, uh, what has got Dominion thing was just a front, dude. Because all of a sudden, did Dominion file bankrupt? bankruptcy? Yeah. Okay, so Biden's border. I don't know if anybody's caught any of these on YouTube. You can go to First Responders Media. Wow. But this guy is down on the border, and it's freaking crazy. Because one thing I've noticed is there was supposed to be this massive flood of people, and everybody's, oh, it didn't ever came or whatever. But I think it's just they're spreading it out. Yeah. So it's not all in one area because remember this last summer when they had that footage of everybody, uh, the dude that was like supposedly whipping the guy that was running on the horse and all that stuff. Remember, that, was, remember that, that was computer generated. Remember, the, remember the image though? Because I can vividly remember seeing that riverbed just literally with thousands of people yeah. coming over. Yeah. So they, they do not want that visual image to come up anymore. So I think what they did is at a certain point, they must have had them all kind of like spread out. And this is a, a little bit of possible proof here. It is wild, you guys. This is happening every day. This guy puts out this video every day. So this is 529-23. So just a couple nights ago, 178 illegally crossed into Yuma, Arizona. And this is just Yuma, Arizona. 22 different countries and check this out he goes through and talks to him let me fast forward it right here he's asking him sorry brazil brazil pakistan 
Peru. Peru. With passports. They have passports. Dominican. Guinea. Guinea? Passports. Uzbekistan. 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 You see how they didn't throw away their passports? They're planning to go back home, dude. No. Well. You see, those guys are planning. Some guys saying that they were. We had videos showing that before they crossed, a lot of these guys were throwing away Mm -hmm. their identity. And you see this guy's new passport? They look brand new, bro. Okay, so what's going on with that is they had the the refugee program. uh, What do you call that? Economic refugee program. So... This is that's different than what these guys. I think these guys are actually trying to uh, seek citizenship with their own names. You know, like real names. Allegedly, I don't know if they're real names, but the the ones that you're talking about, they would throw all their identification, come across, and then basically create their own a new identity once they oh, got yeah, here. Yeah, where these people, you know, you can tell. Uh, the thing, the really, the main thing I wanted to point out, you guys, and you can't see it from the video. And I may even just go back a little because please observe. These are all fighting aged men. All of them, you guys. There's no old dudes. There's no children. These are all fighting age men from Ubekistan. Huh? You know where Ubekistan is? No. (laughs) That's a long ways away, dude. But at the same time, guys, I mean. What the? If if you are sending your family, say your youngest, strongest family member out here to work to send money back to the family, who's going to come up here? The grandpa, the little kids? You're sending the strongest one member of your family. That's who you're sending up here so that they can work and send money back to the family. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't I know mean about that could that. be. An, I'm just telling yeah. you, bro, you're not sending the old man up here, the, the, the elderly man up here to work. No, I'm just saying like a 50-year-old dude. Even 50-year-olds aren't coming over here. <laughs> but, dude, come on. There's no 50-year-old dudes okay. that want jobs in America? Okay. Come on. And, and if, if, you make it, if you make it in Mexico, for example, and you work for the, uh, the El Seguro, you retire at 50, 55, full pension. Hmm. They have no reason. Do you see there's not a Mexican in there? Mm-hmm. Okay? Majority of those, when they're 50, 55, they... Be, if you see a 55-year-old so, Mexican over here, there's a few of them. Regardless there. of how much this guy wants to derail this, these are fighting age men, regardless of what they're here for, and they're coming in at 178 people a clip from different countries around the world, all fighting age. To so, me, like, you can say whatever you want about blah, 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 but, dude, that's real. To me, this is what, real. what I see is it's our country uh, depleting the, the young working force of other countries, bringing them up here. And what are they going to put them in and put them in these sweatshops, these butchers, these... Yeah, I'm on a whole different level, dude. This is military issues, dude. This is like invasion. This has got nothing to do with jobs. Like, you're on a different level than I'm on, man. Like, these are... I just said it. Military-age, fighting-age people. And what are they going to do? Whatever. You really think they're going to come here and invade to come all over here to do what? Colombia. Colombia. Brazil. Brazil. Pakistan. Peru. Peru. Republic Dominicana. No Chinese, at least. Dominican. Guinea. Guinea? Uzbekistan. 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 
Those are all Georgia? Eastern Europeans. Moldova. Moldova. Yep, Ghana. Eastern. Ghana. 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 Paraguay. Paraguay. Republica Dominicana. And how many of them are telling them? There's an old guy. How many of them are telling you that they're actually? You think they're honest about where they're coming from? Surprising how honest they are. Yeah, I mean, you don't. Maybe that's what they're practicing. It's very surprising that they all they all willingly tell the guy. Country. Mortania. Maryland. Look at okay. So now he goes back through the beginning of the line and asks where they're going. New York, New York, Denver, Denver, Colorado, Denver. Denver. Where are you going? Massachusetts. 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 California. California. Maryland. Maryland. Boston, Massachusetts. She took something out of his hand. New York. Yeah, they and were going to separate places. They see, were that's together. Why I understand that? See that? That's why. Why are they gonna? They're not gonna tell you where they're going, bro. Uh huh. Would you? I mean, okay. I, I, my parents were illegals here in this country, bro. Okay, and you don't tell anybody, Jack. Yeah. You keep everything to yourself. You're here illegal. Pretty wild. So these people, would you, Hollywood? If you're doing something illegal, would you tell them you're going to? If you're going to Washington, are you gonna tell them you're going to Washington? No. No. Well, I mean, it doesn't make it right. I'm not saying it's right. Okay, thank you. That's what I'm looking for, something. So you're just like... But again, what gets me pissed off about this and about what you're bringing up right now, I'm going to say it right now. Well, go for it. That I'm getting tired. What gets me pissed off is that this has been an issue for years. It didn't just happen today, a year ago, or three years ago. When I was in high in college in 1992... When they had Proposition 187, when they wanted, they, they blamed that the, the economy of California had fallen and they blamed all the illegals. And they made all these laws to try and stop illegals from coming in, but they still came in. You know why they needed them? Because there's a lot of people hate the same play by play all the time. But there's jobs here that for some reason, second, third, fourth generation people have been in this country, no matter from where they came from. They don't want to do those jobs anymore. You know what I mean? Everyone's talking about all the riots about black people and reparations. You never see no one going after the beaners and helping them out in the fields so they can get a better pay so maybe they can buy a home. No, no, no. We'll subsidize them. We'll subsidize them to be able to get into an apartment or something. No, no. Why don't you pay them enough money so that they can go buy their own places? So you this cool, is, this is, you this cool is an with, issue. This is an issue that gets brought up every so many years for whatever political movement they've got. They're, it's just like when Obama passed the Dream Act or the Dream Act, whatever he called it. We're like, why Wrap don't you up, give buddy. these people? Why don't you give up. these people citizenships? They don't want to give these people. Citizenship. They don't want to give it to them because this is a, a, a political soapbox that every so many years they can take back out, stand on it, and then. Preach whatever they want to preach. This is stuff that this is what happened at the border. I'm illegal. I am from there. I'm only a second generation. I know this stuff. And I get tired of this. Be, this gets brought up every three, four years. And nothing ever gets resolved, dude. 
It's all talk about the borders, illegals. It was all these people coming in and taking our jobs. I've been hearing this for my whole entire life, dude. Well, you're going to continue to hear it. So you're going to hear it from me at least. I, uh, I give a shit about this country and its constitution. And I can tell you right now that they don't. Who doesn't? The people that just came, Ubekistan, uh, Uganda, what, or what, whatever, what, like what about What Paraguay. about the, the politicians that are allowing it? What about the police department, sure. police force that's allowing it? Sure. What about them? Well, Do they believe in the Constitution? No. Why aren't you calling them to be beheaded or whatever you hey, want from them? Hey, we tried to build a wall. <laughs> we tried to. How'd that go? Well, they're coming, bro. So, like, you... They're coming. You know, well, they're here. What do you mean they're coming? <laughs> this this, this thing about the border and the illegals coming in, we've had many administrations over decades that this, uh, this problem could have been resolved. In the 40s and the 50s and earlier than the 30s, they used to have these migrant programs. They used to bring people Wrap over to up, work buddy. Come and on, then man. take them away. What the... Well, dude, you're talking. You're 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 okay. So to get so you're just you're just basically going to say it's always been happening, so it's all good. There's no incentive that's to you, resolve that's your attitude. it by no side. There's not a side that wants. You can cry and yell and get upset all you want, but by our political might, nobody wants to resolve this issue. I agree with that part. <sighs> I need your help, man. Quiet quitters have taken over the factory. What does that mean? Oh, you you want to know what it means? Hey, Frank. What? Can you work over four extra hours today? No, nah, man. My kid's got soccer practice. I ain't going to be able to stay over. You see what I mean? You see what I mean, man? Oh, God. Oh, what are we going to do? What am I going to do? That's a perfectly reasonable explanation to why he can't stay over four hours. No. It's not his schedule. You're asking him to stay over four hours. He has something to do. How is that quiet quitting? Watch, watch. Uh, hey, Jimmy, uh, can you learn Can you learn Rhonda's machine so you can run it when she's not here? Well, that's a tough one, Steve. Uh, does it pay extra money? No, it does not. Then you can suck my balls from the back, good sir. I will not do that. Explain that, Mike. Explain that. Quiet quitting. He doesn't want to take on the extra responsibility if you're not going to pay him. This is not quiet quitting, man. This is this is you wanting more than what you <laughs> hired them to do, and you're not going to pay him extra for it. There's an easy way to fix all this, Steve. Uh, pizza party. No. Uh, no, that is never the answer. I, I mean, we could do, like, all-you-can-eat bologna biscuits. Yeah, people love bologna. <laughs> Listen, man, when you work for a company and they hire you to do something, everything already is so expensive these days. And when we get hired on to do something, we're not making that good of a wage. And then you guys refuse to give out raises each and every year. All you do is you want to do pizza parties, all this other bullshit, instead of paying people money, man. It's hard to live out here. There's not some... uh, fucking nefarious reason to why people don't want to to do extra work they want to be paid for it, man it's already hard enough to live when you when you work for a company there should be a give and take okay there should be a, a give and take to where a company can make their money and then people can also make their money and be able to live comfortably but you guys refuse to do that you want to just nickel and dime everybody to death and, and, and it's hard to live right now so 
if you had even the slightest bit of compassion, you would know how to fix this automatically. There's only one answer to fixing all this, and it's super, super easy. I think I'm picking up what you're putting down, man. I, I think I got it. You, you're a smart guy, Mike. I told you, it's it's not it's not as hard as you think it is, man. People just want to be able to live. That's that's it. That is all we want to do. We just want to be able to live happy, spend time with our family, be able to buy our kids some stuff. And the only thing that we can use to do that is say no more, man. I already know how to solve all this. You were the man. I'm gonna change the whole atmosphere. There you go, man. That's. That's it right here. Be be the difference, man. I am going to be the difference. Hey, Frank. Uh, what's up, Steve? First of all, may I, may I comment about this? Mm-hmm. Okay, I've been machining now for about 27 years. And Hollywood and I have been talking about, you know, Blue how, how, to, how to go and, and uh, look at a shop and what to look for. The very first thing I would have already noticed that this conversation would have failed with my boss is the type of machines that were in the background because any machine that buys the cheapest machines they can buy because they're not buying that machine because they're the best machines. They're buying that machine because it's the cheapest machine you can buy, which starts with an H and ends with an S and has two A's in the middle of it. Those machines suck ass. And if any shop you ever see are running that shop, come in either with a lot of questions, come in with a high pay, or make sure, make sure to just walk away from it, dude. I'm just telling you right now, anytime you see a shop running that machine in their shop, you already know they're cheap. Anyways, that's my Bud Light. 27 years of experience, that's all I got to say about that. Real men of genius. Real men of genius. That was, dude, that was like, uh, how many times have we had that conversation on the machine shop floor, bro? (laughs) And even if you do run two, three machines, there's no thank you. There's no extra $100 in your check for it. There's nothing. And then you do it once, and then they expect it. And then they want to know if you can put a broom up your ass and sweep at the same time. You know what I mean? Yeah. One hour in, dude. Sorry, old lady. I, I try to keep it clean, but that came out. All right. I got a little a little uh, rundown of some weird news. I don't know if... I don't know what we want to start off with here. I'll just run down the... Uh, this is Gateway Pundit. Um... I think we've talked about this before, though. The Missouri versus Biden lawsuit is still going on. Oh, wow. Uh, Biden regime designates your thoughts as part of government infrastructure. They call it cognitive infrastructure, and they believe it is their right to control your mind. And this is in regards to election stuff. So if you have a a different thought uh, than the official narrative, that is deemed like a a election i don't know what let's see let's read it uh the suit alleges a massive uh, this is the suit though coordinated effort by the deep state to work with big tech to censor and manipulate americans from average citizens to news outlets on issues including the hunter biden laptop 
election integrity. Ooh, they don't say election fraud, by the way. COVID-19 origin and extent of the skepticism. COVID-19 vaccine issues. So they're kind of going for the whole, uh, the whole boatload here. Uh, it's still continuing on, but I remember the, um, who was it? The CISA guy. That's the cyber infrastructure security administration. And they were supposed to be in charge of, uh, securing, uh, all the election electronics. Yeah. And, uh, I remember him, uh, making a comment about that. This was like a couple of years ago where they, they talked about how you're the way you think they consider part of infrastructure. So like what you're, how you're thinking and what you're thinking is part of their job to monitor. It, it, to, it, <laughs> Crazy. It doesn't, it, it sounds as any, um, how can I say it? It, it sounds like the beginning of this, of the same pattern as we saw, as we've been seeing in Canada. And mm-hmm. obviously they have in communist countries, it goes back all the way to Stalin or any other things of that. If you always had people listening to you, if you would dare even speak against the government, mm-hmm. they would send their goons after you. And right now, you can see a great example with that Blue Jay pitcher who came out, talks about Christianity, talks about drag shows, and they couldn't come in. Mm. And then the next day comes out and apologizes and the verbiage alone of what he says, you can just say it's like, it's like a movie like you've seen because it's not, you've heard him speak and the vocabulary of the apology is in a language that he does it's not his lawyer speak. <laughs> his lawyer speak. I don't, I don't even think it's that. It sounded like you're watching a sci-fi movie and you're seeing a person got captured and got programmed. Remember mm-hmm. how they got programmed? Yeah. And they're just saying all the words that... They got just, like a knife to their back. Yes, buddy. <laughs> yeah? No, I... And, and in Canada, we've heard with... Uh, Never apologize, remember, guys. Remember, what's his name? Old, Doesn't work. Um, Jordan Peterson, how he was being tried to be taken into Canada because they didn't like the way he, he mm-hmm. thought. And that's the way they say. They don't like his thinking. Mm-hmm. And they have a question about his thinking. Yeah, there was a an article about um in the future protesting they will you know basically if you have a phone on you they'll track you that way and if you don't have a phone on you they'll get you with your facial recognition but basically if you're deemed to be in a certain area that uh you're not supposed to be you know say you're illegally protesting or you get violent or someone around you gets violent they'll just shut your phone off remotely and say you know until you can commit to you know whatever 80 hours of community service or whatever bs they they want go get re-educated like jordan peterson until you commit to that we're not going to turn your phone on well you 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 see that you see this 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 rapid uh what do you say grab for control i don't know if you've heard i gotta remember what the proposition here in the state of california that our senate is is voting on where they want to take the franchises. You know how these franchises are owned by small business mm-hmm. people. They want to take the franchises away from the small business owners and give them back to the big corporations. Right. We covered that. What was, what and they was want, that? And they want it. So they want, so they don't want this because was it minimum when, you, wage when you see a commercial at the end, they'll tell you uh, at participating restaurants, right? So not all restaurants. Oh, that's what it was. 
Yeah. If you were a, a multi, you own multi, uh, like say you own five McDonald's in California. Yeah. That's wasn't that what it was? No, I haven't heard the detail. Uh, I just been, the, been you had to get rid of, I think like all of them except one, but they'll let McDonald's, you know, or it's, I know McDonald's doesn't own their no, the, the corporation to come in and take, they they'll want let the them own yes. hundreds of McDonald's yes. in California, but not the individuals. Yeah. I can't remember exactly what that law was, but or proposed. I don't know if it and, ever and, got and, passed, and, but and it, and it go, let me look it up. And it goes back to, right? I mean, you see Chick-fil-A, for example, now that the founder, the guy who founded the company died and you see how it was taken over by executives or whatever, and how quickly that company turned to to be the complete opposite of what that founder wanted for the company. It, it's it's interesting because the Chick Fil A guys they wanted us to boycott them, remember? Because they had asked the founder whether he supported same sex marriage, and he said no. Remember, there was this open boycott Chick Fil A, boycott Chick Fil A. And it was like the biggest sale day they have ever had and blah, blah, blah. And it was a big old badge of honor for all of the people like us that didn't want to bow down to the system. And now the founder died. And now you have all these woke CEOs now. Yeah, did you see the the Chick-fil-A? I don't know if it's the CEO or whoever. Did you see him in that video? Shine, old video. I talked shine about in that the black guy's shoes. I told you, Hollywood, that wow. after he did that video... He said that he had sent every operator manager uh-huh. a packet to how clean the shoes. I went in there the next day and I demanded my shoes to be clean. <laughs> and they told me that I was crazy. Oh, or they, they looked at me like, what are you talking about? I go, no. <laughs> and then, then they, they didn't tell me, well, what the corporation does and we don't. They go, no. I showed them the video, played it for them. Your when did that come out? Because I remember you about talking year, about it a year or so ago, and I remember you saying ago. you went in there and stuff, and I I wasn't I oh, wasn't you laughed hip, at me. I wasn't hip on what happened. You never are. You didn't you're fill always, me in. You're always behind you just, OG Mutt. You just said you went in and yelled at him about no, stuff. No, I, I told him like, that I wanted my shoes clean, and they said what? I go. The president of your company <laughs> said that you guys all have a cleaning kit to clean my shoes, and I'm yeah. here. Oh, I told him why? Because I'm not black. I'm not dark enough. <laughs> Dang. And they're like, what? I go, is my skin tone not dark enough? Am I not the right skin tone? Because if anybody doesn't know OG Mutt, like, I have a little darkness to me. Okay, let's get back on this. Um, my, It's actually connecting to each other, these two stories here, but talking about the Missouri versus Biden and all the shenanigans that the FBI was doing in social media circles that we know about Twitter and all that stuff, but also private spies hired by the FBI and corporate firms infiltrate discord, Reddit and WhatsApp. So they went everywhere. It wasn't just Twitter. Well, what, what was they're, it? They're in the, all of it. What was, what, what wasn't it? Our campaign. I don't remember how long ago it was. It was basically, Rat out your neighbor campaign. Remember, say something, see something, say something. Yeah. This is not new, bro. They wanted us to, they want citizens to report on each other. Well, which- this, this is totally new, dude. You're tripping out. You keep doing that. Quit doing that. This is totally new. This is, this is not people ratting out people. This is people going into Discord and acting like they're, you know, a freedom fighter, but they're actually an FBI agent. Well, That's what this is. Wasn't that what we were thinking about on our meetup? 
<laughs> yeah, possibly. Well, man. Um, and then I think everybody saw this one. Uh, where's my headline, though? There it is. Elon Musk's brain computer company Neuralink receives FDA approval to launch human clinical trials. There it is. I got a... It looks like a little penny. I got a a weird one, bro. Mm-hmm. Okay. What do you think about this story? Interesting. We, I, I usually like to have... What do you think about have, that Neuralink, bro? Do you think people are going to be signing up quick? I like to have dialogue. It's kind of you think, fun. You think people are going to sign up for that real quick and have them like probe their brain and their thought? And, 100% they are. But do you think it's going to be like... like like, you know how people used to brag about having iPhones, what they can do? Uh-huh. So is it going to be like this fashion thing? Like, look what I can do with my brain. Check out, Melissa. I already sent you the message. How'd you do it, girl? I just sent it right now through my thoughts. It is weird because part of the flash was actually having it in your hand, the phone. You know, where yes. this is going to be like, you're not even going to see it. Well, no, because you imagine, okay, Melissa. Oh, girl, you sent me a message. How, how'd you do it? I just had this thing implanted in me. I don't even. I don't even have to. Girl, it, it's like the same thing. I don't even have to carry a phone anymore. You may, and they're gonna sell it to you as convenient. Are you tired of having to replace your phone every every month or losing your phone or you can't find it? You can have it with you all the time. It's so crazy. And then how many how many new doctors are going to be graduating out of Harvard because they graduate they they pass the exams because they can. So, you know, please, if you can, let your mind explore to the last two stories that I covered about how your your mind and your brain and what you think is considered critical infrastructure. So now Elon is going to put things in people's brains, which will allow them to monitor what you're thinking a lot better instead of... You know, right now they can only monitor what we say, what we type, you know, where that Neuralink, you know, you just think it and they'll know. <laughs> it's really crazy. It, it, it's, we'll see, man. What do you got next? Uh, here you go. Uh, discrimination laws against uh, uh, racial discrimination, religion, gender, all of that. But now fat people as well in New York, apparently. What, what are they trying to uh, lift the sales of pizza in New York? So it says fat people now officially a protected group in New York City. Mayor Adams signs discrimination law that puts obesity in the same category as race and religion. This is why Hollywood stopped fasting. As soon as he heard this law, because I'm going back. I'm going back. Yeah. I'm free can't even believe this stuff you guys i mean <laughs> we ordered a large pepperoni pizza with everything on it huh bro we're going back we're gonna watch our figure no more and um another story i don't did we cover the uh california cross-country female cross-country team that had the trans guy get second he got second did, oh the kid we, yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah, blonde yeah. so they this this guy covers the story, but I'll just talk about it because so and I, I don't know enough about track and field to know if maybe there is alternate like fill in positions uh, for these uh, athletes, you know, to kind of compete in case someone says gets gets sick or something, then that someone can fill in for them or whatever. But the uh, 
the 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 boy got second among women and basically booted out, you know, one of the women that would have made it. I think there's the top five yeah. move on. Uh booted out, you know, the the sixth lady for him. And um there were two two dudes that were competing with the women. There was another trans dude. They said they got so much backlash over the last two weeks because of, you know, the publicity that during the big state meet where they were supposed to go compete, no shows. They didn't even show up. So they not only did they, and like I said, I'm speaking out of turn. I don't know if maybe they do have fill-in people. But in my mind, they booted out the sixth person, sixth lady. And now when they go to actually represent their team, they don't show up. So now that sixth lady, which would have been there, you know, now is sitting at home. You know, I'm hoping that they had some sort of system where if someone shows is a no show that, you know, they move the next person up. But man, it's getting out of control here. It's like you you want these, you want these rights. You want these, uh, you want this respect but when you get backlash from from it, you know you you can't stand there and take it. Yeah, I'll play it. This is this is pretty awesome. It's called Behind the Line on YouTube. Uh, it's a pretty good channel. I kind of like it lately. Rolling. I've dropped like 17 seconds on my season best in the past two weeks. So after last weekend, I didn't think I could run low fives again. I would just come here and try to break five, and I. Just glad I finished it out. You know, I have experience. I'm hoping to have fun, but I think I got trapped in the prelims. So I think if I can just get out there, run hard prelims, and I got finals, and it's all good from there. Uh, yeah, shout out my dad and my coach for telling me I can run times that I never expected I could. Look, I'm trying to be nice here. I don't have a problem going after Leah Thomas, Dylan Mulvaney, Rachel Levine. Those are all adults. I don't think it's right to be as critical with kids, but someone needs to destroy this dream that Athena Ryan is living. Ryan just bragged about shaving 17 seconds off the time. Truth is, this kid was not good enough to make the boys team. Instead of living with that reality, Athena Ryan decides to identify as female and takes a spot on the girls team. Where are the parents? Mm Mm-hmm. At one point during the interview, Athena Ryan thanks his father for believing in him. My dad kept telling me, you can do this. You can be the daughter I always wanted. You can be a female track star. This is not an accomplishment. An accomplishment would be busting your ass to make the boys team. An accomplishment would be qualifying to compete in the state championship against other dudes. Taking a spot from young women... That is not some big accomplishment. It's just wrong. The California State Championships, they took place this weekend. Athena Ryan was set to compete along with some other kid who suddenly decided to identify as female. I don't remember the other kid's name. Maybe it was Lily Flowers or Carla Confused, Fran Formerman. Hell, it doesn't matter what your name is. Just like Athena Ryan, they took this spot from another young woman. Both were set to compete this weekend. The day of the big race arrives. Beautiful sunny day in California. Not a cloud in the sky. 
The smell of fresh masculinity was in the air. It was time to crown a champion. It was time to determine who was queen or king of track and field. All the competitors are lining up to take their spot. State officials are making their counts. One female, two female, three, four. Um, where are the two pretenders? Where are the two identifiers? Has anyone seen them? No one can find Athena Ryan and Fran Formerman. They began frantically searching, looking for these inspiring athletes. Oh no! I bet they've become victims of this war against the identifier community! I bet angry parents flattened their tires so they couldn't make the race! Don't worry. Don't worry. The two identifiers, they were safe. They were not victims of anything, but they damn sure played the victim. Ryan and Fran... They refused to compete in the state championships. Why? What was the reason? I'm scared. Last week, people were protesting. They said I didn't belong competing against girls. They even misgendered me. They called me a boy. Oh, it was traumatizing. After taking this opportunity from young women, they no-showed the state championship. Now, the state of California, they are doing their best to turn them into the ultimate victim. They released a statement to the LA Times saying, We are so disappointed that two of our student-athletes were afraid to compete because of the actions of the others. Let me translate what they mean by the others. You, normal people. And what were normal people doing? Oh, you know, just advocating for fairness and equality in female sports. Right. I, uh, it's getting out of control. What's interesting about that, I, I got a peek this weekend. I was at the liquor store, and there was a, a, a man in front of me, and he had a basket, and he had little three packs of tall boys, and he had two Budweiser's and a Bud Light. And an, another guy comes up to me, to him, and then he, I guess they know each other, and they start making fun, and he looked at his basket. And then made fun of him about what he was buying. Nice. And when he took it, when he got up to the register, you could see him cheapish, like looking at all of us while he's taking out the the two Budweiser's and the Bud Light. And I can see how, you know, I wonder if that guy will go back in the next time and not buy, but you know, Bud Light or something like that. You know, what I mean, I, I mean, can mock can reality and we speak reality can really can this come true yes because we know that this this mockery that these people are doing it's a house standing on cards and any little win that comes this is why they don't want the debate that's why Mm -hmm. they want to shut down every conversation because any every one of these people who are transgendering or being whatever dude they're they're believing it by a thin margin but it seems like you know i mean don't don't Talk bad about it. Eh? They they might not believe it. Yeah, they were showing a bunch of photos of um the Budweiser uh, displays where they were they were off. It was fifteen bucks for the oh. eighteen pack, and they had a fifteen dollar rebate. I tell you what, and they still were not selling any of these. I, I I I tell you what, guys. Oh man, back in the days when I was drinking. If awesome. they would have told you that you can get a free cat a free case of Bud Light, we would they would sell out Bud Light in a heartbeat. Am I am I lying, Hollywood? 
It's and pretty on our crazy. younger days when we were drinking, like you're 21, and that's what you could buy. Pretty if you crazy. would hear that it was free, some places would they were still going to make like three ninety nine. They, they, oh, this is going to cost you four dollars. But it went down to some stores to like you said. There were some stores that were selling for fourteen ninety nine, and Budweiser was going to give you fifteen dollars. So you were still going to make a penny out of it. Yeah, and they couldn't couldn't sell them. And they were saying that this this uh, Memorial Day weekend is like their their Christmas. It's like when they sell a lot of beer, and they didn't sell beer, but they did sell Modelo. And in case you don't know, the same people that own Budweiser, they also own Modelo. Hmm. So. You know what I mean? They didn't they didn't lose any money. Just that brand. But then I'm 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 a, I'm, I'm asking this question. What was their profit margin on on a Bud Light? Like, you know, I mean, that thing was like their guaranteed money maker. I'm sure it cost Look at what they're giving it to everybody. They're they're willing to give it to you for free. What did it cost for them to produce it? What was the profit margin? What did it allow them to do? Every time they sold Bud Light, to what other projects were they doing with it? You know what I mean? Because yeah. that was the number one selling beer in the country. The only thing that's going to save Bud Light is if they put uh, Kyle Rittenhouse like right on the front of the can. That's I, probably I, the only thing that's going to save them. I believe. Or Trump. They could for, put Trump for, on the can maybe. <laughs> that might work. I, I think it's going to be like the PBR that it's going to go through a long period of of no one really giving a rat's ear about the beer. It's going to be a cheap beer like uh, anything else. And then maybe in 20 years, it'll be nostalgic. And then people will bring it back. Like no one ever drinks Pabst Ribbon Blue anyways, but now it's kind of chic all of a sudden. Yeah. I think what's going to be, you know, cause they, I think what, where they make most of their money is these concession type situations, you know, at the stadiums and the um, concerts and all that. And where they have, it's like a captive audience. I mean, you get your choice between Bud Light and Corona Light or whatever, you know, like there's no choice. There might not even be that choice. And, uh, you know, in those cases, I think they'll still probably be able to get rid of sling that kind of stuff. But, but if, but if there doesn't seem like it with their cans or, but, but if they're able, right but, they able, but if they're able to still, because of their ESG scores and everything to be able to, Borrow money because it's still a name. It's still worth something. Borrow money on it at a cheap rate until all this blows over. I think that's what it really was going to be. Now they're going to owe the money because from what I heard, yeah, they don't, they, it's they like don't Target. Care. I mean, like Target right now has lost billions and they, they were supposed to be at a verge. Like, you know, they were supposed to be closing stores. Remember, that's what was, was being reported. Mm-hmm. Now, all of a sudden... No one's going to their stores. They're losing money. They're blaming it on this LGBTQ thing. But I really think that they were losing money far before that. But I but wonder. Now, but now you have people like my old lady saying she ain't going to that store. Yeah, I I, I wonder if part of their plan. You, you know, you saying what you're saying makes me think. I wonder if part of their plan is everybody, every store, every service, everything's going to be doing it. So, and, and this maybe was their plan is that, yeah, we're going to, the first, the people that get the publicity are going to get screwed, but the, the consumer is not going to be able to go anywhere else because everybody's doing it. That That's kind of what I wonder if, 
if in their ESG mindset, you know, where they're like, I don't think this is a good idea. We're going to lose customers. They're like, you know what? Miller's doing it. Everybody's doing it. You know, like, so like you can't even of like you were saying, you know, if Walmart goes woke, which I know they already have, but if they start having rainbow flags everywhere and displays, where do you go shop? It's well, crazy. You know what? You know what? To me, I, I was making this idea thinking. For Not that us, I love shop it's, at Walmart. It's, it's it's a lo- it's a big deal for names to go right, because in our lifespan, for example, Bud Light's been around for a long time, but they say that in the '60s and in the the '50s, um, Schlitz was like the number one beer in the country. They're gone. No one even knows about that brand anymore. Brands come and go. They make mm-hmm. bad choices. I mean, there's a reason why Schlitz is not around anymore. They made bad decisions. And if you look to the history of breweries, there's even bigger names than Schlitz that were around that were larger at one time because you talk about it. It goes back to the German immigration, immigrants, and they liked the beer. They brewed beer. There was a lot of names. Names have come and gone. Is it such a big deal? I mean, because there's also an argument out there that this is being done on purpose to take down American brand names, to mm. destroy them, and to take away the Americana mm-hmm. out of everything. I like that. You know, that's another yeah. theory I've heard about, too. No, I like that because demoralizing, demoralizing the people is part of the... That's why you get the election uh, shenanigans. That's why you get this weird gender stuff. Because they're just they're trying to demoralize us and make us not not know what the truth is anywhere. So yeah, I I like that. Yeah, that's um, that's a a good one too because it's a cultural bomb for Americans. You know, it's like this traditional, you know, king of beers Americana, like you said, and they're just tr- I mean Gillette, I mean all these. So are they going to go after tacos and burritos next? I mean, they're just as Americana as anything else. Are they going to go after tacos and burritos next? Are they going to go after taco trucks, burrito trucks? I mean, they're just as Americana. No, but as Americana. I mean, a burrito they, is American as apple pie. They went after Carhartt. Carhartt's a joke. Yeah, but that's like literal American staple. That is... That's what the blue-collar, big blue-collar men wear, Carhartt. And, you know, nope, can't wear that stuff either. L.A. Dodgers is a good one. Oh, dude, I stopped. Dude. They put another nail on the coffin. Think of the mass. at the end of Pride Month, the 30th day, they make a Christian family day. Think of the masculine energy that goes into that franchise, you know, and then, but you know, it, like it, this, it, this is but, not. But, but look at it, what they're doing is oh, that man. the Dodgers, for example, brother man, they they're one of those rare teams that sell out every single game. Yeah. So there's no, it's no sweat off their balls, bro. It's no sweat off their thoughts to even fathom to worry about it. They're mm-hmm. the number one. Again, the only way as we have seen that a company will be affected because it's still a, a what do you call it, a, a capitalist society, is just don't go there anymore. Like, for example, Chick-fil-A. I stopped going to them since the COVID thing just because they were acting retarded just like everybody else about the COVID. 
And so to me, that was standoffish for me. Mm-hmm. When they jumped on that, I was like, you know what? Screw this place. And they, they act like all they sell is a stupid chicken sandwich. But they act like that's gold. And, and oh, if you, don't, if you don't do follow our rules, you can't have this chicken sandwich. F you then. I'll go make my own chicken sandwich. That's right. All right. And our last story here. Documents today exposing the extent of Jeffrey Epstein's close connections with celebrities and elites. The Daily Mail got a hold of never-before-seen emails detailing the disgraced financier's private calendars and communication that included past presidents, prime ministers, and billionaires like Bill Gates, Peter Thiel, Facebook's early investor Sean Parker, and other prominent names. Chris Rock. Where is the political names? Mmm, that's Where a good is angle. Disney? I like that. Where is Disney, who has a lot to do with all that? And you know what's kind of hmm, very interesting? Peter Thiel and Richard Branson, if I'm not mistaken, are like the big donors to Trump. Or they were at least, you know, seven years ago or whatever. Huh. Um, That's kind of interesting. I've got... Can I, can I put something out of this guy? Um, What's his name again? Uh, Pat Davis? Ben Davis, something like that. Remember that show? Uh, Just give his uh, here we channel. Go. Here we, go. Value we probably are not a part of, and we're not not a, probably not a part of. We're not a part of. This is the best. This is the one question nobody can answer me. Here's a question for me that nobody can answer. Okay. I had this girl, Whitney Webon, very smart girl. Okay. Wrote, wrote this books about Epstein. Mm-hmm. She lives in Columbia. She's got two kids. Doesn't want to live here. She feels safer over there. In the podcast, she gets emotional. I don't know if you saw that. She's just powerful who she is, how smart she is. But she can't stand Trump, okay? She can't stand the establishment, but she cannot stand Trump. So I asked her a question. I said, I got a question for you. She says, what's that? I said, tell me the biggest institutions, departments that have made our lives hell since 1963, November of 1963. Why November of 1963? November 22nd, we know what happened. I'm saying November 1st of 1963. November 22nd, JFK gets assassinated. And she says, I said, give me the names I want to write them down that made our lives a living hell. Okay, CIA, great. Who else? DOJ, great. Who else? Well, I would put FBI, but FBI is part of DOJ. Okay, great. What else? You know, NIH, great, what else? CDC, what else? Okay. All of this stuff that we're going through, all these organs, Federal Reserve, all this stuff that we're writing down. Okay, great. I said, now give me the families in the last 60-some years since November 1st of 1960 that have made America worse or have made our lives worse. They've had to control the establishment. She's given all these names, the Clintons, the this, the this, the that. Well, we're going through all of them, right? Okay, yeah. exactly. And then I asked the question. I said, now tell me this. How many of these organizations love Trump? <laughs> she says the following. She says, I see where you're going with this. I said, there's only the closest example to Trump is only one other name. What's that? Bernie. No, it's John F. Kennedy. Come uh... on, Pat. Let me tell you why. If you look at what these guys wanted to do with the Federal Reserve, with the CIA, with finishing the Vietnam War, with doing all this stuff, we can't do... Are you kidding me? The guy was draining the swamp at the highest level, and Lyndon Johnson was the swamp. He is part of the oil guy. He is a Texas guy. He was supportive of the war. He was supportive of military-industrial complex. And John F. Kennedy's more from the Eisenhower side saying, listen, we don't need to go to war to make all this money with the military. Why do we keep going to war? There's only the closest case study you got. 
mm-hmm. to Trump is John F. Kennedy. I'll give you another statistic. What do you think like about it. that? I like that. Interesting, right? Because they're both like he gives a great example. John F. Kennedy's coming up. Daddy had money, but he made his own. But Trump's a such an enigma for me because you know ninety percent of what he does is like right. I can buy into it. It's right up my alley. I can you know I've been. It's a lot of stuff that we've been jumping up and down about when it comes to manufacturing in America for a long time. But then there's just those, there's those few things that are really big deals. You know, like I've always said, uh, him, how did he not know January 6th was a setup? How did he not know that? Do you, well, like, so, so he either knew it and sent them in willingly or didn't know it, which is even worse. Well, imagine if I, okay. But then you have to add on knowing that we heard that his intelligence were holding back, holding, mm-hmm. holding uh, information from him. Mm-hmm. It doesn't surprise me that he was not aware because they probably just told him what he needed to know to. Yeah. And that was it. Because you know, there is that recording when he told people, go home, go home, man. That was the uh, tweet. Yeah. Because he, you know, the the actual speech, he does encourage them to walk down and make your voices heard. Be peaceful. Yeah, yeah. Be, but, you know, walk, he does tell them to go walk down there and make your voices heard. So, but, you know, what's coming out now, we covered it last week. There's, you know, it's up to at least 60 FBI either agents or undercover or uh, what is it, non non-paid FBI informants, or I should say paid informants of the FBI. So they're not FBI agents. They're, they're talking about all the Capitol police. There's a shit ton of Capitol police that were undercover. That's coming to coming to light. And then the last thing that, and I had a podcast about it. I should have brought it well, in. But that's, that's, go ahead, go the the sure. last thing is the secret service. They said there was a substantial amount of secret service uh, in civilian clothes mixed in with those uh, protesters. So, like, we got <laughs> we got at least three agencies that we know about. Well, I, I from what I've been hearing, Man. That that's one of the larger reasons why they have not released any of the videos. Mm-hmm. The the uh, protest from the our intelligence is that they don't want those people to be recognized and called out. Mm-hmm. In the public, that's been their number one defense, supposedly, because again. So hold on. They all were face masked. They were all covered. Yeah. So their ID isn't the issue. What they were doing is the issue, right? Well, they've, so, ad- they've identified even the guy that shot um, Ashley Babbitt. No, they I mean identified that, him, but that guy didn't have a. Uh, face mask on okay uh, i'm just saying these undercover uh people posing as trump fans and, and they're and, undercover they all had masks on because okay, okay. it's very clear that the regular trumpers didn't have masks on it was the you know the sus- the suspicious people that would have masks on so that remember way back when we first started this show we brought up that whole reason of why masks 
were being demanded for us to wear, that that BS of transmitting it around us, but we're going to breathe it within ourselves was okay. But we brought that whole breathe thing about how you that the mask was really what it was was to cover the identity of many people, mm-hmm. and they could walk among us. And no one would make a big difference. There'd be no yep. facial recognition or anything because the mask would be. We talked about the mm-hmm. possibility of that, or that was one of the possibilities. That's a hundred percent. I mean, before COVID, it's it it's completely provable because before COVID, that's all Antifa did was run around with full masks on. Yeah. Before COVID. Yeah. And that was obviously to hide their identity. So, you know, uh, but you know, at this point, they are saying now. Uh, the Oath Keepers guy, um, Stuart Rhodes. Man, I remember listening to this guy at least 15 years ago on these kind of, uh, I feel like he was on either Alex Jones or he was on a couple other old podcasts that I used to listen to a long time yeah, ago. He, he made the rounds. And they sentenced him to 18 years in prison. He never guessed, he never even went in to the Capitol, never even stepped in the building. And they got him for 18 years. Really? Like, at this point, you and know. And what to believe? How do you know he's not just a a red e- or a, Epps, a, what is it, Ray Epps? Yeah. How do you know he's not a Ray Epps? You don't. Yeah. I mean, I mean, just imagine this. I was listening to It could to just a be a mental thing. Yeah. These guys, the, the, our intelligence is so interesting that they inter, in, in, they went into the Black Panthers. Mm-hmm. Imagine. People want to say. That it was this and this and that. Or they tried to give different excuses of why the Black Panthers came in. But even um, among themselves, the FBI or the intelligence was able to find black people who didn't agree with the ideology of the Black Panthers, train them, infiltrate them, and then break them from within. They did that with mm-hmm. the, with many, many of these, you know, these, uh, these organizations. But... You know, I, it, yeah, the allegations. But it makes sense, though. Malcolm X was killed by well, them. Well, but it makes sense, though. Right? Because remember the two years ago when we started hearing the intelligence uh, recruiting videos and how they wanted all these people to look just like you to come and become um, intelligent? You know, if you have, if you're woke, if you're this, or you're that, you yeah. Come the if you have recruitment video. Remember <laughs> for the, yeah. All right, so yeah, uh, looks like, like I said, Peter Thiel, Richard Branson, these are like bigwigs, these two guys. And then Chris Rock, which, um, I don't know, man. There's something about Chris Rock lately that I'm not uh, not digging on. I don't know if it's him with the white hair thing. <laughs> he just doesn't, he looks uh-huh. like he's stressed out that he was on the pedophile island. That's what he looks like to me. Well, I, I got also... Um, a good video about Robert Malone, if you guys want to play him. Towards the end, another kind of uh, interesting been playing this video. It was a Jimmy Dore video. Uh-huh. Right. I don't know about Malone. I, I have mixed feelings on him now. 
that have enabled this opportunity and thank them on behalf of the International COVID Summit Group. This is our third International COVID Summit meeting. Uh, first one was in Rome in the Senate by invitation. The second one was in Marseille and Massy uh, in France. And now uh, it's been our great pleasure to be able to share our observations and conclusions uh, here in Belgium. I would like to, in particular, emphasize one of the key findings that ran all the way through the presentations, which is that, in fact, there are people who are vaccine injured. This is something that has been suppressed by um, all channels of, uh, forgive me, corporate media and governments, that there are these individuals who are, in fact, vaccine damaged, and they have not been allowed to speak. They have uh, had their experiences suppressed. They have been uh, demeaned. They have been gaslit, and they are damaged. And uh, they are damaged in large part consequent to the uh, rush of this uh, product without adequate testing. This was also very well demonstrated during the meeting yesterday that the regulatory affairs uh, rules and regulations that have guided the European medicines agencies and the FDA and agencies all over the world have been very actively uh, bypassed. And unfortunately, there have been consequences that what we learn is that the wisdom of having these norms and practices to ensure the safety and effectiveness of products before they're deployed into humans have good reason to be used, uh, that they do provide benefit to the population and to uh, humanity by ensuring that the activities of the pharmaceutical industry, whether well-intentioned or uh, otherwise, um, are properly controlled to ensure the safety and effectiveness of the products in the population. And I now ask for uh, Europe and the European Parliament to please consider that these individuals who have been subjected to so much. They've not only been damaged by the mandated products and the uh, vaccine passport requirements, et cetera, in order to just engage in their daily activities, to be employed, et cetera, or in lieu of, of not being vaccinated, they've, they've lost their jobs, they've lost their livelihoods. Uh, we, I strongly encourage that we acknowledge these individuals. We work. What do you think so far? Uh, well, I mean, he's, at pleading to the government to um, protect its citizens from Pfizer and Moderna. I don't think that's going to happen, though. <laughs> that's that's where I, I run into problems with him, Malone, and that other guy. Who's the other guy? Ma that have an oh, sorry, can't remember the other guy. It's the other guy that's always talking about vaccine damage and all that stuff. Malone and oh, the other doctor, right? Yeah, the white guy. Uh, Okay. Anyway, but like I, I worry that these dudes are, how do you say that? They're like, uh, dang, now I can't think of a good way to say it. It's not a limited hangout, but it's it's a release valve for us. So we're like, well, Malone's on it. He's doing something. You know, this I, guy's doing something about it. When I hear that, I hear he's pleading and in, in that kind of stuff instead of demanding. You know, like well, what I, I want is demand. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> I, I follow him also on Twitter, and he is fascinating. And prior to this whole change recently about the attitude towards COVID, towards COVID, excuse me, he was a advocate, putting up like a monster, putting up tweets, putting up uh, uh Yeah, he got ports, banned. Put up, he was put banned. Up, he put up, no, no, this after his ban. Yeah. He was putting up reports, doctor reports, everything up that was papers, he would get questioned. He would show them a paper, mm -hmm. and he would do a fantastic follow if you ever want to follow this guy. Mm -hmm. That's why I think he's a beast. He's a meaning a warrior. 
he's and I I I might I may be a little partial to him because he's from the 805 area. He's from Santa Barbara, but he's been a great advocate on our behalf. And I'm this is something that needs to be addressed. That there are people who did take the vaccination. What's going to happen to them? Mm-hmm. We're talking about people's life being affected for within the next three four years. What's going to happen? Is that going to be another class of people? Of, are they going to be like the 9-11 people that couldn't get any money from all that dust and stuff they breathe? You know, how, how many years it took them to get any, yeah. any, rep, any help? Think, think of how many people are damaged from probably not even just the vaccines, but the lockdowns and all that stuff just damaged from that that will never be part of any lawsuit or, you know, like they don't even, there's a lot of people that don't even know that a vaccine can cause these weird side effects, you know, like uh, high blood pressure or strokey type, you know, people don't even know. A lot of people are ignorant of that correlation. The part that, that bothers me and, and that seems like no one ever speaks about it. And I was listening to the comedian Theo Vaughn, talk about it because i guess he goes to like shout to out AA, to the mullet to aa meetings and and uh support groups and how during the lockdown all that support was closed down mm-hmm. was oh, taken away from this people who really relied on it daily and how many of those people didn't make it through mm-hmm. or are still dealing with it emotionally because that was something that helped them stay on track and they're still, as they say, off track, and they're they, they're having a hard time to to come mm-hmm. back, you know, come back. And all that progress that was done for those people was all just undone. But again, there are people that are officials in front of everybody tells you they want to support, they want to help, but they don't help them. You see them passing by you every day in the street; they get no help, dude. Yeah, but uh, this affected so many people, man. It's it's the injection. Um, one. one of my best friends died last Saturday. Paratrooper. This is Doctor Drew's show with AJ Benza, and he's covering the uh, Jamie Fox issue. Ex Special Forces, fifty-one years old, in, in best right. shape of his life. I mean, lived life, you have no idea, just goes to sleep, doesn't wake up. Black guy. Oh, my. I think, I think that this ties into the Jamie Foxx theory. I, I worked my butt off to get a story about why what happened to Jamie Foxx. Because it was all baloney what they were reporting. He's playing pickleball. He's uh, responding on Instagram. No, he's not. People do that for you. It's all lies. I had somebody in the room who let me know that Jamie had a blood clot in his brain after he got the shot. He did not want the shot, but the movie he was on, he was pressured to get it. This movie he's doing with Cameron Diaz. And I'm thinking, is that why he blew up on the set a week before this medical emergency happened? Is that why he fired three or four people because he just had had it with these mandates? I don't know. But what I found out from the man in the room was that Uh, The blood clot in the brain caused him at that point to be partially paralyzed and blind. 
Because if you read into what they were saying early on, he's communicating with us. That doesn't mean talking. That could be anything. It could be, you know, writing, yeah. sign, you know, I know those little code words. And then when you tell me your father's playing pickleball, give me a break. You know, I don't know. There's a great shroud of secrecy around Jamie Foxx. He's probably the most multi-talented person we have in Hollywood. Um, but even TMZ is not reporting this. And I know TMZ has got sources in hospitals who give them information, whether it's legal or not. But they're not. They're, they're not. Wow. Mike Tyson got close. A week after I broke my story on my show, Mike Tyson said that Jamie had a blood clot in his brain. No one's gone that far to say that yet. Uh, I think Mike did, and he probably got a phone well, call. Hold on. And said, hey, AJ, let me, let me, let me yeah. sort of step back a little bit from what you're saying and just say, look, uh, b- blood in the brain is a cerebral bleed. It's not a stroke. A stroke is a blood clot in an artery to the brain that cuts off the blood supply to the brain, mm-hmm. and the brain dies. So we're talking about, and it's been widely known that he had a stroke right i mean they've said stroke a hundred many times yeah so it's it's to say it's a blood clot in the brain is sort of it's a stroke it's a blood clot in an artery that cuts off the supply that part of the brain is dead and it has very serious consequences Uh, it depends on where which artery and what the anatomy of that artery is to what parts of the brain whatnot but it is not something that yeah i mean Let's put it this way: Is he still in the hospital? Is that is that what I'm supposed to believe? Yeah. And playing pickleball? Is that? <laughs> I, I don't. It's, it's all baloney. It's all baloney. The, the, the daughters are doing the speaking for him. His oldest daughter, Corinne, is doing the speaking. She said he's been out of the hospital for weeks, but that's not true. He's at a very good hospital in Chicago, which specializes in this kind of rehab. Um, and every friend who comes out, hmm. whether it's Kevin Hart or Nick Cannon or whoever, all says, "Pray for Jamie." He's got to get through this. Nobody comes out with great news. It's always somber. Jeez. Yep. Hopefully. uh, And and supposedly waiting for the booster. This guy, AJ Benza, he got the two shots and the booster, and he got COVID three times, and he got it twice after the shot and the booster. You know, it's interesting. Interesting. Yeah, we haven't covered any of the stroke season stuff for a while now. I know. Are we in stroke season? No, we. I think we're past. Although it's probably coming up again. Okay. I think it's every month. We gotta be careful. We gotta. We gotta be uh, open uh, or open our eyes for those uh, commercials. It's just so rough because uh, it's not something. This is definitely not something you want to, you know, high five each other about. But uh, it's something that needs to be documented and. Well, doesn't uh, discussed? It, it concerns me because there was a lot of men, young men, with young families that got this shot, and regardless, they say they don't die, but it does give them some type of physical ailment. What's going to happen to them? What's going to happen to their families? Man, dude, this is just and all because gotta make money. Mm-hmm. Population control, maybe, too. Well, I've got... Can I play... Did, did I play some um, Robert Kennedy? Another, another oh, person. no. Not this guy. Is, I don't know if I can handle his voice, dude. He has 28 laws in the North Carolina state. Uh, Wendell Can't Murphy. handle it. Who is in the state, Beginning. state Senate. And he passed 28 laws in the North Carolina state Senate. 
making it illegal to sue a factory farm. And then they dropped, uh, he left and went into partnership with Smithfield, created a way to raise pigs that would uh, put, instead of raising them on farms, to raise them in warehouses called Murphy 1100s. And they, they dropped the price of pork from 60 cents a pound to two cents a pound. They put out of business all 28,000 independent hog farmers in the state of North Carolina and it replaced them with 2,200 factories, all of them either owned by Smithfield or contracted to Smithfield. The only farmers who could stay in business were farmers who signed that contract with Smithfield to, to mortgage their homes, to put those big hog sheds, the Murphy 1100s, on their property. And then they lose all control. They become serfs on their own land. Uh, Smithfield dictates all their farming practices. It gives them the food. It and then China buys them. The, the piglets picks up the... And he continues talking exactly what you're saying. And they, But they murder all the other competitive farmers out there. And then they affect the next state over that because the next state can't compete with them. And they implement all these whole practices. And this is how slowly these these out-of-country uh, are, and Bill Gates, because he'll later on talk about it, are buying these lands cheap because they break them. And like you said, and the produce goes where? Yeah, didn't China buy Smithfield, or was it a different? Well, and hog that's the, farm? That, the reason he the reason he came in and spoke is that at this moment they're debating whether they're going to allow foreign companies or countries to come and buy. Absolutely not. It's interesting Crazy. how they allow Smithfield to do that, but when Unical was going out of business, the Chinese wanted to buy it, and here came the American government and stopped it and basically gave it to Conical Oil Company. Basically, here, you can buy it. Sold it to them. But they could come in, and they're saying that, if he goes on to say that the production of the pork, the quality of the pork, Obviously, guess what they're doing? The better quality pork goes back to China, and we get all the test patterns. Nice. We get all that stuff, you know. But you know also that Robert Kennedy is a victim. That voice is because of a vaccine, remember? That's what he accredits it to. Hmm. One of the vaccines he took was that voice was one of the side effects. Wow. Because he didn't speak like that always. Ah. Are you serious? Two hours, dude. Well, gotta leave people wanting more, not turning it off because it's too long. Guys, we've been doing this for such a long time. It used to be a chore, but now it goes by so quickly, man. And uh, well, every Wednesday, guys, this is what I look forward to: to just get all my stuff out of me. But guys, there's a light and there's a silver lining in the cloud, guys. And that's because we pray. And that's the truth. These wicked men and women are going down. And there's power in it. And there's power in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And just say it in your prayers. And you'll be set free. Remember, he'll take the yoke off our neck, which is heavy and burdened. And he'll give us his yoke, which is light and unburdensome. And be free. That is the answer and so please for Hollywood and I please guys pray for us 
Please do. Please pray for us, guys. That's the answer. Once again, I'm OG Mud Dog. That's Hollywood trying to tell me to leave. Oh, that is dope, dude. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't even know you had. See? And I was starting to get mad at Hollywood. I was about to throw my phone at him. But uh, please, guys, that truly is how we're going to get out of this. All right? So, again, I am OG Mutta. You can find me on Twitter. And um, I'll see you next uh, Wednesday. That concludes this week's episode of Good Times Culture Podcast. I think it's episode 112, by the way. We're still trucking along. We may not be on your feeds, but uh, we will be soon. So uh, please hit us up. There is a description uh, there is an email in the description so you can hit us up if you guys have any subjects or things that you want to want us to talk about. We probably would, so let us know. And if you have that local app, where you can find us on Locals also. We are on Locals. And, um, you know, uh, leave a comment somewhere, give a thumbs up. That's probably the easiest, cheapest way to do anything and uh, helps us out. So uh, till next week, you guys, um, man. Make sure you're uh, paying attention to what's going on out there because it's happening really fast. It's all happening, by the way, really fast. This has been Good Times Culture Podcast. We'll be praising God and exposing evil next week. Come back. Time we talk, the walk has been hard. Now I know you haven't left me, but I feel like I'm alone. I'm a big boy now, but I'm still not grown, and I'm still going through it. Pain and a hurt, yeah. Soaking up trouble like rain in the dirt, yeah. And I know only I can stop the rain with just a mention of my savior's name. In the name of Jesus, devil, I rebuke you for what I go through and trying to make.